Welcome to Let's Talk, Ed and Zahi. We are talking about uh, the concept of higher education providing uh, students more upward mobility in their lives. And one of the issues that, that we do see with that is, uh, you know, that value proposition of higher education is basically you're going to uh, be in a better place in life after you earn your degree than you were before. And and better place in life often means better salary. And and one of the things that we have seen is that's not always the case. Right. Although it is very true that people who achieve uh, credentials from higher education institutions on the whole are going to out-earn those who do not, Similar to the ones who complete a high school degree, uh, out earn those who don't. Those are not necessarily truths across the board. And in that particular situation, we need to be realistic about what we're telling people and be realistic about how we can help navigate that situation because we have a duty like we talked about months ago with the, uh, from the outcome of the um, Harvard Business School and the AACNU, the American Association of Colleges and Universities survey of hundreds of employers, the lack of trust from the employer side. It could be uh, a reflection on what we do for our students as well. Do you agree with that? Is that how you're seeing things on, on your end? Yeah. And one of the realities, too, is people are, are generally always going to be starting in an entry level type position and an entry level position doesn't always pay as well as once you've been there for a while. I mean, that that's common sense. But one of the things with a degree that we really have to make sure we're reminding students of all along is that. It's not about what happens right after you wear that cap and gown and get that diploma. It, it's your future beyond that and what that degree can unlock for you down the road. It, it can be really easy to look at something and say, well, I'm only going to make this right away. I don't I'm not crazy about that. But you know, that degree can put you in position uh, to be more flexible in your career, right. uh, to move up into managerial positions that will pay more. Um, so those are the things that that part of what we need to do is really make sure we're reminding students about and, and also preparing students for, um, you know, it, it, it's really easy to focus solely on getting you those very, very basic day one skills to start your career. But, you know, some of that probably should be addressing some aspects of getting into management, for example. Uh, how do you be a good manager? What are some of the skills that you need? We've heard from companies before that they are struggling to find people uh, that will do those management positions. We've even talked to some companies where they've had people start in a management position and then go back to the previous job that they had because they didn't feel like it was the right move for them because they didn't feel they had the skill set to 
handle the job. So part of our responsibility, I think, is really making sure that we are including some of those pieces to the puzzle, too. Right. So we, we, we need to capture part of the conversation, a couple of different uh, things, which is the student uh, debt on average for two-year colleges is a little over $13,000 and for four-year is a little over 37000 So that is something that we need to consider part of our thought process. So if we're going to graduate individuals, irrespective of the line of business, and they're going to be earning minimum wage or just above minimum wage. I mean, how good a job are we doing? Uh, and we need to compare with what people right off the street without any qualifications are making. And I understand in our current 2023 uh, situation, it's a it's an employee market whereby an employee is able to to make a better living than they did five years ago. Uh, but still, if your median income of a graduate is going to be at or less than what the median employee or worker at the whatever organization, then what good have you done them? And I just read um, a study from California Community Colleges. And, uh, you know, if an individual is making at or below the poverty line for a family of four, I'm sorry, we can talk and brag and beat our chest as much as we want in terms of our ranking, uh, we still are not helping. We're not part of the solution. Uh, but again, this is my bias, my ideological and philosophical bias. I'm wondering where you stand on this. Well, and, you know, truly from from the marketing side, uh, it gets really, really difficult to ask somebody to come to your college, invest maybe two years of their life for a community college to earn that degree and make a job, go to a job where they are going to make uh, maybe less than what they would if they just walked in off the street to apply for that position. That's a really difficult value proposition to sell to somebody. And it's really hard to get them to see past what's going to happen to me right now. Uh, and if you're talking about somebody that is maybe a non-traditional student that has family obligations already, uh, that's going to be very hard uh, to convince them to leave what they're doing. They may hate their job. They may hate working that, you know, minimum wage. Maybe it's a factory job or it's, it's a manual labor type job and they don't like it. But to get them to leave that leave that income behind and go to college, that can be tough. Um, and then the other thing too, with that debt, uh, that can really change somebody's channel as far as options for them once they get that degree. Uh, they're going to 
need to have some financial independence possibly to yeah. get a job somewhere. And, you know, we have seen a lot of people that that are moving back home with with their parents or their grandparents because that's the only way they can afford to do the job that they want to do and take on that student debt. Uh, so that is automatically going to limit how many positions, you know, you could apply for. So that's something that that definitely needs to be addressed in some way, because here again, not everybody is going to leave and be that, you know, engineer that is going to make a lot of money as quick as they get a job. Yeah, we also, uh, so when I was in California for a number of years, we'd get employers asking us for top of the line welders, for example, especially for the food uh, uh, processing industry. So those manufacturers were uh, getting people who are good at TIG welding for uh, clean welds. And so they want the top of the line, but they wanted to pay them eight or $10 at most and work them. 50, 60, 70 hours uh, in a week. So, you know, I think all of us at the society level, we also have to be realistic and think think, of, think through things. Because if you think, uh, so a 15 hour, dollar an hour job, that is what, $31,000 a year. You haven't paid taxes yet. You haven't done anything. Can you raise a family on this one? Can you afford to actually have a dwelling of your own, whatever the size, whatever the type, based on that income? Yeah, and uh, that that's a, a scary proposition. So we have been talking about upward mobility with higher education. We've got a couple more interesting topics within this realm that we're going to talk about over our next two shows. If you enjoy what you're hearing here on Let's Talk Ed, be sure and subscribe to us here on YouTube. Ring the bell down below. You'll be notified when we post new content. And of course, you can find Let's Talk Ed on all of your favorite podcasting platforms as well. So for Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time right here on Let's Talk Ed.